I used to be uh, the sound of Philadelphia, not really a Rolling Stone or a Beatle. I used to be somebody. And then I moved into my own basement instead of my mom's basement, and I do shows here every day with Miss Robin. Hello, welcome back. A rare Friday doubleheader. Two separate shows, but not two separate admissions. And like they do in baseball, they have a day-night doubleheader. They have people come in for a day game, and then they chase them all out and then charge them to come back in for the night game. But not on this show. It's the Twitch two for Tuesday, two for Thursday, but it's Friday, so it doesn't rhyme with anything. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin here, and a special edition show. Normally, you know, we talk about sports and other stuff, but you know me. If you don't know me, then you're just tuning in. Welcome, all of our regulars who are joining us right now. Thank you on the Twitch stream at Tony Bruno Show or, or twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show is the way to follow us. And Robin and I are heading to Miami next Saturday, not to clean up the trash, but to add more trash because we're going for Super Bowl <laughs> where everybody will be trashed. And we go every year. So but we're, we're going... we promise to take our trash with us. Exactly right. <laughs> but trash is a big problem. And you know me, I, I'm for the people who listen, I'm on Twitter a lot. I'm always bashing our mayor and our district attorney here in Philly because, you know, everybody bashes Donald Trump on the on Twitter, and you can bash him all you want. It's a free country. He's not going to come after you like other countries do and, and shut you down. So we still have freedom of expression, and that's what we love about living in this country, the greatest country on earth. And so I'm not running for office. I don't want to be mayor. I don't want to be the district attorney. I don't want to be a city council person. I have no political, uh, you know, I, I, you can rash. But I am, I am really angry about this city, my home city, growing up on this same street that I moved back on and the amount of trash that's on the street. I can't stop crime. I can't stop the murder rate from, you know, the, the unfortunate shootings. We've had like over 24 people shot dead in this city, and it's only January 17th. So those are the problems I can't fix. Politicians obviously can't fix. we got a lot of problems. One thing we can do as citizens, other than bitch and threaten not to pay our taxes and then wind up going to jail for not doing it, is cleaning our streets. And I've been doing this forever. And so, and I have, I go back to 1989 when I was doing a morning show. I had the Bruno Broom Brigade. And we would go out every Saturday and clean up a schoolyard. So this isn't some Johnny-come-lately-I'm-trying-to-be-a-hero guy. And then I start seeing the Scott Presslers of the world, who's out there helping cities clean up in Baltimore and all these other places. And I would tweet Scott. And then, and then Mr. Mayfield himself, Mr. Darius Mayfield, contacted me a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, I know you're doing stuff. I know Scott Pressler follows you. I'm following you. We got people in Philly. We did a cleanup once before. Would you get involved with us as we come back to Philly and do another cleanup? And Mr. Mayfield, Darius Mayfield, is in studio with us. Darius, thanks for coming in, man. appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it a lot. And you're amazing. And you are still the voice of Philadelphia. Well, I used to be. I could be. Until I lose my voice, then I won't be the voice of Philadelia. Listen, you're doing it flawlessly right now. You're awesome. (laughs) I appreciate it. And we have a special guest who just came in all the way from Jersey. (laughs) Rosie. She had to pay a toll to come here and be on this show. Because you have to pay to get out of Jersey. You don't pay to go in. You just have to pay to get out. And so Rosanna Parsons comes in, another Temple grad. Yes. She comes in, and I'm like, who is this lady? What's she doing in my house? <laughs> and what is she doing? Because I she's a, she's a big... No, no, I'm, ha- so I'm happy to have her. She's a big part of all these cleanups, especially yes. the ones in the local area, because yes. that's how you met her, right? Yes, sir. She is the actually the team 
lead for the Philadelphia cleanup. And as you said, she's Temple alum and originally from Philadelphia, and her family still lives out here. And she is the greatest hustler I know. This woman is just amazing, and I'm sure we'll get more into it. But from getting us donations to getting Clip involved to getting Bright Hope Baptist involved, that was all her. She's amazing, and I love you. Because, you know, because Scott Pressler and you guys can do this, but, you know, you're not. You need people. You need people, yes, and sir. you guys get dumpsters, and you get trash bags, yes, and you get, you know, stuff to breathing apparatus. Because, yes, you know, you're picking up trash. You don't know what's out there. Oof. you got to have gloves and stuff. And Scott Pressler, who's going to join us on the show, he's yes, going to call in in a little while. Yep. You know, he got sick, and he's on antibiotics now, right? And this guy's mm-hmm. going all over the country every day. He's, like, in three different cities a day. Mm-hmm. He travels more stopping. than Donald Trump does. It seems like it, man. This guy is sick and still won't quit. I told you. I, I told him the other day, man, just rest a little bit. He's like, I got so much to do. I got people to register. And he said his exact words, I won't stop until Donald Trump wins in November. Then we can rest a little and bit. And obviously, he's a huge Donald <laughs> Trump supporter. And this is not about politics for me. This Absolutely. is about my city and civic pride. And it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. Nope. You know, when I was doing my shows, I didn't care if people were out with Democrats, nope. Republicans, Independents. You want to clean up and help Anybody, the neighborhood? Everybody wants exactly. their neighborhood clean. Yep. Exactly. Now, um, Scott is waiting in the wings, so to speak, sure. for me to call him up. But before I call him, um, you just had you just made a, a video recently yes, that ma'am. was just posted yesterday. Yes, so we're going to play this now, and it'll kind of tell a little bit about what's it's being awesome. planned here in Philadelphia. And what is the date now? Because it's coming up. The good thing is we're not going to do it in the winter when everything's frozen over and all no. the trash and leaves no. in the street are now basically going to be solid for the next two months. Yep. We got cats fighting down here, <laughs> and poor Rosanna's over there wondering if she's going to be in the middle of a cat fight. I think they want to help clean up. Yeah, yes. they want to help. No, they just, they're just, this is, they're just. This is a typical old married couple right here. They, yes. they really don't No, like I want them. that chair. No, I have that yeah, chair. No, down. I'm the dad. I'm the mom. The mom's supposed to get first call. But anyway, so it started off with Scott doing, was Baltimore. Was yep. that the first place? That was the first place. So he decides to go to Baltimore because he, he all. sees all these stories about the trash. And yes, sir. I guess the president made a comment about yes, Baltimore's sir. trash. And, and then they went there and the volunteers came out, the concerned citizens in their own city go out and say, hey, yeah, let's clean this up. Everybody can complain about it, yep. but if the city's not going to do anything. We as citizens yep. can go out and at least take care of this part of the problem. And that's why he says stop talking, start doing. And that first day in Baltimore, they picked up 14 tons of trash. 14, 14 tons. 14 tons. The wow. first day. Just, just wow. off a whim, getting volunteers, went out there, 14 tons of trash. Wow. Not 16 tons, but that, you have to be old to know that song. Remember that one? You got 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. I love it. I love it. I'm I can do cultured. that in karaoke. You don't have to see. The good thing about that song, you don't have to be able to sing. That's great. You know, it's you like achy, good. breaky heart. You don't have to know how to sing oh, to do that in good. karaoke. <laughs> this guy, you don't give yourself enough credit. You sounded good. <laughs> I do have a lovely speaking voice and uh, average intelligence, and that's all you really oh, need man. to do this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scott Presser is going to join us. So it started off in Baltimore, yep. and now you get involved yep. here in Philly. Rosanna got involved. She got the, 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 the companies to provide yep. you know, the dumpsters, yep. the bags, the things that you need to clean up because you guys can't bring around your own stuff. And again, you guys go out and buy your own breathing apparatuses at Home Depot and things of Absolutely. that nature with donations. Yep. But you're out there doing the work, and people can volunteer. So the date in Philadelphia after the thall, we hope, unless winter decides to come late and stay Let's late. Let's hope not. So not what is the date here for the next Philly cleanup? It's going to be April 4th, 2020, and it will be from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So April 4th, 
three days after April Fool's Day. Yes, sir. Because we won't have any fools out there. Yes, sir. And it's going to be from 8 a.m. We wanted to make sure they knew we were serious. Exactly. 8 a.m. to what time? 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yep. And that's a Saturday, right? Yes, sir. It's got to be on a Saturday. And the home base will be, will be you come to register at Bright Hope Baptist Church. Now, where's their there. location? That's in North Philly, right? That is North Philadelphia. Yes. I will make sure to post all of the addresses. Yeah, we got a couple of months. Yes, we got a couple of months. Yes. It's not coming up this weekend. It's not coming up next month. It's going to come up in well, April. That is April. 1601 North 12th Street in Philadelphia. I know exactly where it is. It's okay, not so that Tony, far from Temple, let's, actually. Let's watch this video right now so that I can call Scott right afterwards, okay? Awesome. Beautiful. We've been to Baltimore City cleaning up 29 tons of trash, three <laughs> visits. Then we went to Los Angeles, California, picking up 50-5-0 tons of trash. We went to Chicago on 63rd Street, picking up six tons of trash. Now, Chicago actually wasn't that dirty. It's known more for being dangerous. But despite that, we had the most amount of volunteers with 250 people. But cumulatively, all of our cleanups across the country, all of these different acts of love, we've picked up close to 150 tons of trash. Hey everybody, this is Scott Pressler and Darius Mayfield. Yes, sir. Now we are here in West Baltimore to pick up trash. Now, I never thought as an adult that this would be my life, that I'd literally be driving around seeing pieces of trash on the road going, oh my gosh, I need to pick that up. But but this is uh, what happens, you know, we are here to make a difference. We are here to affect change. We are here to stop talking and start, start doing. doing. Absolutely. And so uh, Darius, we met through Twitter. He slid into my DMs. <laughs> slid into the DMs, baby. Now I know he's married. <laughs> but yes, he slid into those DMs. And yeah, I he hit me back in like five minutes. <laughs> I did. I, I was quick. He was thirsty, yo. That's a, oh gosh, what, 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 are they, what do they call those thoughts? <laughs> thought, thought box. The, yeah. <laughs> thought, thoughts in the trap. <laughs> We're in the trap here, man. And speaking of which, we do have an idea. We're going to call this movement this movement that we're doing we are trash trappers and it comes from guys where a lot of the neighborhoods we've been in scott's been in chicago la houston and obviously baltimore i've been in philadelphia and newark and those are all very urban neighborhoods and a lot of people refer to those neighborhoods as the trap you know especially when it comes to hip-hop music and uh, rap artists and things like that so we figure why not combine the trash that we're picking up and being in the trap Let's call ourselves the Trash, trash Trappers. trappers. I've heard it. I actually, before we did our Philly cleanup, and I didn't, I don't even think I told you this. Before we did our last Philly cleanup, I had somebody tweet me and say, uh -oh. say, listen, and this is when Scott declared it um, uh, National Cleanup Day. Mm -hmm. And somebody tweeted me and said, these guys are going to send racist white people into the hoods and start killing black people. That's what oh, it was really about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> guys, we just sit back and kind of laugh at some of that stuff. I, you know, and as somebody that comes from these neighborhoods, I do understand it a little bit why people think 
think that way because they've been propagated, especially by the left, to kind of think these things and kind of be that outlandish. But I can promise you, there's nothing but good-hearted people out here. Most of them, if not all of them, are Christian, grew up with um, great Christian values, and they're just out here, you know, just trying to be the change we want to see. And being tra trash trappers and spreading love to be honest with you so we have to stop with the nonsense and just start stop prejudging people on what they want to do and just kind of accept the love accept the help and try to move forward together make america clean again stop talking start doing and trash trappers <laughs> hi darius hi how are you long time and let's get the started from the bottom now we're here there you go. Let's get, let's, get, let's get Jersey all up in the video. You know Jersey want to be all up in the video. All up in the video. All We're picking up video. all kinds of stuff here. See, there go that Jersey. Yeah, I told you it would come out eventually. <laughs> rain, nor sleet, nor snow. We're not letting this weather stop us, but I'm here oh with Brenda. And this is our fourth cleanup in the city of Baltimore. And Brenda has been with us since day one. And Brenda, you were responsible for getting how many water bottles donated from Sam's Club on the first cleanup? Okay, on the first cleanup, it was 1,000. Second cleanup was 600. Woohoo! And she's not only a water extraordinaire, but this woman, mm -hmm. she was cooking up. What were you cooking up at one of the cleanups? Uh, eggs, ham, and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> For breakfast. <laughs> and for this fourth cleanup, what did you get donated? Okay, Royal Farm Store donated 60 pieces of chicken and about 15 pounds of french fries. Oh no, right now it's in a cooler over at our tent, and I opened up this thing and like the steam was pouring out. It's still hot. I mean, they need to make this into a cologne or something so you can just spray it everywhere. But Brenda and her daughter Tasha have been invaluable to the city of Baltimore and right now we're only a couple miles from where she lives so this isn't just Virginians helping out this isn't just Jersey this is local activists who care about the city of Baltimore giving back to the city of Baltimore and Brenda we just love you and Brenda just tell us real quick Brenda what does this mean to you well being yet it's my city I live in a general area where it's pretty clean but these poor people I hear are forgotten and it things need to change. Absolutely. And really needs a big change. My name is Pastor Shannon Wright, and I'm running for mayor of Baltimore City because this city deserves leadership that understands putting people first and turning this city around. And you've been involved in a couple of the Baltimore cleanups now. What do these cleanups mean to you, and how do you think it's affecting change in the community? These cleanups are not just the trash that you pick up. Sometimes it takes a spark to ignite a fire. And Scott has been that spark with these cleanups to be able to give hope back to some of the folks in the communities in the city and get people out to take ownership of their own communities. It has been an awesome, awesome experience. And how did you get involved in the cleanups originally? Uh, social media. I saw that Scott was coming to Baltimore. He had commented on some of the conversations um, <laughs> disparagingly describing Baltimore, although they were somewhat accurate. Um, 
showing places and areas where there were needs. And I wanted to make sure that he had the help he needed since he was coming here to do this for our city. It's been an amazing adventure of love. And one story I do want to tell is uh, Miss Brenda. She is a grandmother out in Philadelphia. And when she saw us cleaning up her streets, she came outside and just thanked us profusely and also bring out her grandkids, um, her three grandkids, to come out there and help us from leaf blowing to sweeping. And we also discovered that she has a garden out there. So on April 4th, 2020. We are coming back to Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Cleanup Part 2. We will be meeting up with Brenda and her grandkids and all the other, other wonderful people that we met in Philadelphia to not only clean trash, but we're going to help plant them a city garden. So again, it's just about taking these, these initiatives and just taking them to the next level, whether it's gardens, whether it's putting pressure on your local and state officials, um, whether it's just picking up 40, 50 tons of trash, or it's helping out the homeless in their neighborhoods, or feeding um, the homeless in their neighborhoods. We want to continue to just grow this effort, elevate this effort, and do whatever whatever it is we can to continue being the change we want to see. So understand that although we may not always be able to make it out to your cities, there are ways you can reach out to us, and we will coordinate with you. We will make sure you have the resources and the uh, preparation that you need to make it a successful event. So I look forward to doing more of these, man, and just spreading love. And uh, it's the Jersey way. Trash trappers. Philly, April. Credits running, Robin. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Darius was telling me that we should leave the credits running. Yeah, right? he was saying some stuff while oh. they were running. See, Robin wasn't paying oh, attention. Oh, I did not hear that part. <laughs> That's okay. That's the okay. The credits are Maybe. running, and you saw it. And again, we're not here changing the world. You know, we're getting some interesting comments on the Twitch stream. And I, and living in this city most of my life, there's no doubt that when you see trash on the street, your likelihood, even if you're not a litterer, is, oh, okay, when you're driving off a highway or off an expressway, and you see it comes down to the stop sign, you'll always see bottles and cans because people are mm -hmm. going out at night and they don't want to put it in the car, and they see trash. Yep. How do we stop people from, from being litter bugs? Because I, it's, it's worse than I've ever seen it. Because I remember when I was a kid, you know, even though they cleaned the streets. Is Scott on the line? Yes, Let's he bring is. him in Scott's because on the, the one question, Scott, Scotty. thank you so much for coming on, man. It's great to talk to you. I never had a chance to talk to you and meet you. I see all your great work. I was doing this kind of stuff, not on streets, but in playgrounds, because when I did a morning show back in 1989 on WCAU, the talk station in this town, we did a thing on Sundays, Saturdays called Bruno's Broom Brigade, and we would get pressure washers and then individual recreation centers where there was glass, you know, in the schoolyards, broken uh, basketball nets, grass that wasn't trimmed. We would get volunteers every Saturday. We would pick out a different community center, recreation center every week, and we'd go there Saturday morning and get volunteers. And so I have believed in this for decades, and now people like you are seeing what's going on in our cities, and we want to help because we can't stop crime. We can't do the things that everybody thinks they can when they're on Twitter ripping politicians, but we can help in our own cities. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're coming back, and it's great to have you on the show, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. I can't beat Bruno's Broom Brigade, though. That's pretty good. That's great alliteration right there. Well, it worked rhymed, and uh, Trash Trappers is pretty cool, too. I like Trash Trappers. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I love the persistence because that's exactly what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I like Very the persistence, persistent. too. So, Scott, you're, like, you're running yourself ragged. You're sick. I saw you tweeting earlier you're taking antibiotics. 
you know, have you like you get blood tests and stuff too? Because there's all kinds of crazy stuff in the streets. You're not just picking up somebody's <laughs> bottle or can. I mean, you're picking up a lot of really nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah I picked up uh, a bacterial infection, and for the last two months, I thought I was dying. But I was like, oh, this is normal. You're just working your heart out. You know, bless my heart. But now I uh, figured it was finally time to go in. So. I want to make this clear, you know, when we go back to Philly and when I go to San Francisco in February, you know, we are going to be covered head to toe. We are going to be in hazmats. We are going to be gloves, masks, booties. I want people to take this very seriously because it is uh, a health hazard. And if your viewers or listeners who believe in climate change and climate action, then we must start first in our backyard to make sure that this deadly bacteria that I've been infected with does not pollute our waterways and our oceans and our rivers. And so we have to clean up our backyards first. Exactly. Interestingly enough, we had a recent story here. Robin and I, we drive home every day when we go down to the supermarket, and we passed this one intersection on 8th Street in McKean, and it was one of those intersections where the block is now gentrifying because there's homes that are empty lots in between, and they're yeah. building new uh-huh. homes. But on the one corner lot at this very intersection, there was a, a cyclone fence on the corner, and people started throwing trash in there because nobody lived there and there was stuff growing. And so it became so bad that the residents had to call a local TV station, Fox 29, to go out there and film it. And then when the mayor and the city saw it, what happens? The next day they go out with a trash truck and clean it up. And that's unfortunately, that's what it takes now. And I know the city has money trouble like all big cities. But when the residents have to take matters into their own hands and say, listen, we got kids. They're out there in this trash. We don't know whether there's needles or dangerous drugs and things out there. So the city has to be forced into doing stuff. And so it's not just about us trying to embarrass city administrations. It's about us. We can do stuff. Let's go out and clean it up. Are you getting, speaking of persistence versus resistance, like when you went to Baltimore the first time, you guys get met with, hey, get out of here. This isn't your city. What do you, what do you, who do you think you are coming into my town and cleaning up our trash? Well, you know, it wasn't the people who told us that. The people that live there in West Baltimore, like Miss Louise, who's 81 years old, you know, they were thankful and grateful. And she even was out there at 81 years old sweeping up trash with us. But you know who was the one that criticized us? It was the Baltimore son and their editorial board and i never thought as an adult i would ever find myself in a situation where i was criticized for picking up trash but i have now (laughs) found that with the baltimore sun but it just shows you look the people came together as a community i mean what we're doing represents the american spirit that darius and i both in different states come from different backgrounds but here we are uniting as a team to pick up trash in the city of Philly as an act of love. Yeah. I mean, I think this truly is the American spirit. No doubt about it. And, and again, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I knew it was going to happen because there, for example, in, in the city, there are certain things you can't do. Like when the trash truck comes up our street, you know, those gentlemen, gentlemen who work hard, and that's a terrible job, but they go, somebody's got to do it, and they work hard. Yeah. And, you know, and so when people don't put their trash in the bag properly and it breaks out, it's not these gentlemen's job to go pick up poorly placed trash. Yeah. And so I'll go out there sometimes, and I'll pick it up, or I'll put something in there, you know, and they give me a weird look. It's like, look, I'm not trying to interfere with your job. I'm just, it's not your fault that these people are slobs and don't know how. They put, they put their trash in paper bags, and then it rains, and then when, the, when they pick up the trash bag, it breaks all over the street. Exactly. It's not the sanitation department's job to pick up 
your sloppy way of, of disposing of trash. So there are some there is there's some resistance as far as unions involved. You know, hey, you're not you're taking our jobs. Nobody's taking anybody's job away when we're doing this kind of community service, no. are they? No. no, no, not at all. These guys. I mean, in listen. fact, I would say that we are. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Darius. I think we're stimulating the economy. I mean, the amount of money we have put into Home Depot, buying (laughs) gloves and brooms, we are helping the economy. And I'm sorry, please continue, Darius. No, listen, I agree, man. I just want everybody to know how special, you know, this guy Scott is, man. And like you said, you know, we met over Twitter. But, you know, I've having a management company, I've met a lot of celebrities, a lot of people in a lot of high places, and you run into a lot of different personalities. But I can tell you from the jump, this guy has been so humble, so selfless. And that's how I knew what he was doing was out of love rather than just trying to, you know, make a name for yourself and kind of be out there. And every step of the way, I mean, this guy would just hit me out the blue. Here, I got a number for you. This guy wants to get involved. Hey, this guy's going to provide dumpsters. And, you know, a lot of people coming from the world I do, they're afraid to do their thing because they're afraid you're going to step on their toes or right. take their contact exactly. and things like that. And, you know, I just want to say to you, Scott, man, I appreciate you. You're an amazing man. And, uh, you know, I'll follow you, you to the end with you this, too. brother. I'll follow you to the end with this, brother. And by the way, Robin, you know, Miss Robin, who has beautiful long Dutch hair. She, she's the only Everybody other. She, loves the hair. Scott and and Robin have great hair, and I mean, how can how can anybody not look at I Scott's know, we might glorious need to have hair? Have hair off. See yeah, whose hair is longer? I mean, you seriously, Scott, you I have the, know, the most beautiful hair I've ever seen, man. What's your secret? What kind of product do you use to keep it shiny and silky smooth? Well, you know, I do have a thing about telling people what products I use because until I have a hair care commercial on and making some coin on the side, I need these people to come out and endorse me and give me a, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to give all my secrets out. But when we have our hair off when I'm there in Philly, I'll give you my secret. All right, because Robin's got beautiful hair, too. She's got the Dutch hair. It goes all the way down. Let's go. Let's get these companies up. Scott, Scott needs a sponsor. Beautiful. I need a sponsor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could how, up until this point, how could not one major grooming? You know, everybody's got hair product. It's it's like I, a honestly, rite of passage. I how realize. has no one gone to you and say, Scott? Your hair is absolutely terrific. <laughs> I want you to represent us, right, Robin? We see it all the time in our business. I agree. I mean, he is, uh, I'm sure people have gone, gee, your hair smells terrific. Remember that product? <laughs> I think they still make it. I know how big his hair was until my fiance came up to me a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, she's like, his hair is incredible. And then I talked to some people that they're going to the rally with us, and one of the girls said, how does Scott keep his hair that way? It's they just God, keep asking me about It's so Scott's not hair. fair, though, because <laughs> men, if they're going to grow their hair long, they usually have much nicer long hair than women do because they don't put as much crap in their hair as yeah. women does. Now, have you? Um, we know the Wen girl, by the way. Maybe we can get you a deal with Wen. There you right? go. Oh, there you go. We know oh. the Wen girl. Yeah. Let's we go. got to call her. When you come to Philly, we'll hook you there up you with go. the Wen girl. Raise and, that well, just Gwen. remember, I want to make one thing very clear on air that Good people come up to me, which I love. I love taking pictures. I love all that. Just remember that we always ask for permission before hair sniffing. There's no Joe Biden going on. There's none of that. I love that. I don't have any hair, so you don't have to worry Let's about me. Touch. I yeah, I, no, I don't. I won't touch your hair. I don't touch Robin's hair unless she asks me or demands that I do. You know, that's just. Did you braid her? No, no, she does no, that herself. I used to color her hair, though. I mean, I would, yes. uh, you know, put would, the... It was actually kind of funny because... I yeah, was her... I, was her, uh, I, I, I used to do um, uh, henna, and okay. I had, like, this vibrant red, but it, you can't find people who do henna, and so I taught him how to do it because you can't really gotcha. do it to yourself, and yeah. so I would call him up, and I would say, 
Antonio, I need to, <laughs> I, I need to make an appointment. And so Robin, because every woman in L.A. was blonde, and she's a natural blonde, she said, I'm going to be a redhead when I'm in L.A. because everybody yeah. else is blonde. So, so I would funny. be her colorist Gotta be different. back in the day. Yes. Gotta be different. We're talking hair with Scott Pressler here. We're talking <laughs> trash. Hair and, and trash. Know, <laughs> and there's a, lot of tra- you know, there's a lot of trash. People throw their Well, no, actually. There's Robin, a lot of trashy hair out there. Yes, there really is. Well, and Rob- actually, the hair is a problem in trash because if you allow it to go down the drain, <laughs> yep. man, that hair true. can clog up more than anything else. I'm that. sure Scott takes uh, great precaution. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's I get it back we're, to the... We're uh, talking uh, hair and talking trash. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> trash, which we do all the time. No, but I, you know, I'm sure people obviously n- notice your hair because it's a great head of hair. I mean, when you have beautiful hair like that, everybody notices it, right? <laughs> Rosanna, didn't you notice Scott's hair? Is that the first thing you see? It's like, that dude's got the greatest hair I've ever seen. <laughs> Too funny. Well, it's certainly a, uh, it's a, it's a signature piece. That people will always remember him by. Exactly. Plus his great work, too, at picking up trash and getting sick about it. All right, now, so you got, you're coming back to the Philadelphia area. Horsham, I saw, when I saw you posted your schedule. Yeah. That's up here in the suburbs, not that far from us. So maybe we'll come out there. When is the date of that get-together? It's not a trash pickup. That's just uh, meeting people that out there. On, yes, February 8th, we'll be in Horsham, and I'm going to teach people how to register new voters. So I'm not only picking up trash, but I'm also teaching people how they can get involved in our constitutional republic. Beautiful. So let's see. Robin and I will be in Miami from the 25th next Saturday to when? February 6th? Uh, we come back the 4th, I believe. Super Bowl Sunday's the 2nd. Third. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday the 4th. So that is, uh, what, a Thursday then? Thursday, February 8th? I'm assuming because if it's the 6th on Tuesday, yeah, so that would be Thursday. When you're back in the uh, area. No, no Saturday, Saturday, February it's uh, Saturday, February 8th. All right, I'm bad with calendars. I need a cal- <laughs> we have a calendar. Here. All right, so that's Saturday, February 8th. You're back in town, but not for trash, just to talk some trash and to meet the folks up in Horsham, where Robin and I have been. We know a lot of people up there. I used to live not that far from there for a while. All right, Scott, so what's next for you? So how do people here in the Philadelphia area who are listening or anywhere else in the country where people are listening and watching us on Twitch how do they get involved? How do they donate? I'm getting people saying, I want to contribute. What do I do? If I even can't be there, how can I help? Thank you. Well, my website is scottpressler.org. There's only one S in Pressler, which stands for scintillating. Very critical that you remember that. My uh, Twitter is at Scott Pressler, also my Facebook. And I'm not just focusing on the East Coast. I'm going West Coast. Yep. So on the 25th, I'm going to Portland, Oregon. The 1st of February, San Francisco. Then on March 14th, I'm going to Pittsburgh. April 4th, Darius and I will be in Philadelphia. Sure. I'm also going to Detroit, Michigan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Miami, Florida. So basically, if you are listening right now and you have a city that needs a little bit of, we'll say, love and attention, you can go to stoppressler.org, and I'm always open to suggestions of where we can bring our trash cleanup to a city near you. I thought you were going to go Howard Dean on. Then we're going to North Carolina. We're going to South Carolina. We're going to take it all into Washington. Yeah! <laughs> I'm not that intense. <laughs> I used to have that sound. And we're going to go there. We're going to go to North Carolina. We're going to South Carolina. We're going to take it all the way to the White House. One of my great. That's one of the greatest political rants ever. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be impossible to top Howard Dean uh, yeah. from back in the day. I would say so. That's good stuff. So how do people, so they go to your website. Now, in Philly, because there's a lot of people here in Philly who are, you know, we got great people in the city. This is a great yeah. town. Yeah. It's the birthplace of yeah. America. Yep. So many great people all over this city. And obviously there's some neighborhoods where 
you know, people just, I don't understand the, the mentality of throwing, because there's trash cans everywhere now. Yeah. And what really bugs me, you go to a concert, you go into the park, and people go out and they have a picnic, and then there's trash cans right there, and they don't even pick it up and walk, walk five feet to put it in a trash can. I mean, that's the mentality that I don't understand anymore. Yeah. What's happened to people? It's not like it's hard. It's not like you got something in your car, you wait till you get, like when I had stuff in my car, I go fill up the gas tank, and I, there's a trash can at the gas station, I put it in there. Yeah. But I don't understand that what's happened to the world, and especially this country, why people don't think twice about throwing something. I see somebody throw something out of a yeah. window. I almost go cry. I almost go apoplectic. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, I think it's about retraining our brain and how we look at the situation. You know, some people may think, you know, what's happening to America versus how can I help affect other people's actions to change America for the better? So I think that's what Darius and I are just trying to do, where I want to make this very clear. Whether we go to Milwaukee or uh, Philly or Pittsburgh, we're not coming into the city and trying to shame anyone or to say that the city isn't a great place to live. That's not what we're trying to do at all. We just want to show people that there's a better way where we don't need big government, that we can come together privately as a community with love, and we can teach and train people how to do things in a better manner. So we hope that when people see us picking up trash, they'll be more mindful of their actions and go, you know what, I can walk that extra five feet over to that trash can. And, uh, you know, one stone and one ripple can uh, make a wave. And that's what we hope to do. Scott, don't you think, though, that a lot of it has to do with the cities that have taken away the street cleaning um, from the that they're doing, that they're taking mm -hmm. care of, and allowing people to do it themselves, so to speak, and it starts to build up, and there's sort of this attitude, well, if the city doesn't care, then why should I? Uh, well, I don't live in Philly, so maybe you guys know better than I do, or maybe Darius can expand on uh, Joyzy. <laughs> but I know that in Baltimore, for example, I spoke with some residents who said that you know, the rich white areas are taken care of, but the poor black areas are not. And, um, you know, I don't mean to go political, but let's look at Baltimore for a second. It's run by Democrats. Democrats are in control. And when we're faced with the facts that the rich white areas are taken care of, but the poor black areas are not, and it's run by Democrats, well, I think we need to start making things political and saying, why are people treated differently by the color of your skin or by how much you have in your bank account when we need to be treating everyone equally and nobody deserves to live in trash or filth? And I think we need to do a better job of speaking out at our city council and our mayoral and uh, voting and participating in our elections as often as possible. No, I hear you, and I agree with you for the most part, but you, here in South Philly, where I live, you know, this was a middle-class neighborhood, blue-collar, people of all different races, colors, religions, and creeds, and it's really gentrified, and there's all kinds of people here, you know, Koreans, Asians, uh, Latin Americans. So it's not, all one, it's not all one color. And this street here, there's some neighborhoods here. These homes are like, it used to be $10,000. They're like $400,000 now. So it's not just... It's not just the poor neighborhoods. It's the, the areas around all over the city where there are people who have money, have good jobs, and they simply don't clean their streets. And I don't understand mm. that. On my street, this is a well-to-do area. 
You know, this is one of the exploding areas. The, the, the business district, which is 20 yards away, has its own private because it's East Pass Yonk Avenue, a business district, a big restaurant neighborhood. And so the people there have their own private, like they do in Center City, Philly. They have private people that come out every day. They're paid, and they come out with their big rolling trash can and, and their dustpan and brush, and they clean those there. But those people have to pay extra for that to keep their properties clean. But the rest of the people who live in the same city, if they don't clean up their own trash, for the most part, it doesn't get cleaned up. And that's, that's what a lot of people, they, I pay taxes, why am I on my street? One of the major pr- things that government has to provide for you, safety, right? Water, electric, gas, schools, streets, clean streets. And that's one of the basic necessities, one of the basic jobs that, that government is to provide. You're paying taxes so that your streets are clean and safe to walk on. I think I, I think to Scott is definitely um, on to something with that. I think there's different degrees of it. Now, you know, like he said, in somewhere like New Jersey, I do think we see a little bit more separation by color and by class. In Philadelphia, there may be different degrees because, like, where we cleaned up in November, it was mostly urban. And I know there's trash in this area where it is a little bit more diverse. But over in those urban neighborhoods, you literally had whole lots that had nothing yeah. but trash. It was literally – you couldn't see the grass because it was covered so much. And I also think it comes down to a generational thing um, because we did talk to a, a lot of the residents in Newark, not only Newark but Philadelphia as well. And one of the ladies in Philadelphia that was standing behind her gate said, listen, I've been living here 50 years, and I've never seen it so bad. Another gentleman told us they came, somebody complained about the trash not being picked up. They came a month earlier and haven't been back since. So it was kind of like what you said. Once the TVs are out there and everything like that, mm-hmm. they'll come to you know make it seem like they're doing something, and then they just disappear when the light's not shined on it. So what I did find, especially in places like Newark, New Jersey, when we went out there, is when you went through the neighborhoods, there wasn't all the houses weren't run down. There would be a nice house with a nice manicured mm-hmm. lawn, and then right next to that there was a you know, a, a, a house with a bunch of trash in the yard. So we had to start thinking to ourselves and see what's the difference here. And a lot of times it was a generational gap. Mm-hmm. The older generation, they still upkept their lawns. Yep. They still did certain things. The younger generation, they're just coming in and really not caring. So for us, and kind of speaking to what Scott said, we want to inspire the youth. This is really about the youth and the next generation because when we were in Philly, we had Miss Brenda out there, and she was so inspired. I had about three or four older black grandmas come to their door one lady came out and said she offered me money and i said i can't take that she said you're not going to take you're not going to take money from me i said absolutely not we're here out of love so she sent out her three grandkids to come out into the street and help us and that kid we have a famous picture with the kid uh uh riding around on the wagon with um uh, joe pulling him around and he was so excited to get out there and help and they got into the gutters and pulled out literally like two or three garbage bags of garbage in the gutters where people's water, you know, where water's being drained and things like that. So I definitely think it comes down to a generational thing. And I do agree with Scott in the sense that probably the majority of these things do come down to some type of, you know, race or class factor. Because when we left Philadelphia that day, I got about three phone calls and three text messages of people just telling me, listen, this is so sad because they drove about a half a mile out from where we were. And they were like, it's so clean. It's exactly. so clean. Yes. About a half a mile right where we were, it's so clean. How is, how is this possible? I want to play this video. Do you have it posted, mm-hmm. Robin? Because right here where I live, which is supposed to be a well-to-do neighborhood, yeah. I went out on January 5th. I took a walk to go get my car, and then I saw the trash. And this is right here. And here's yeah. the video. I don't know, you won't be able to see it, Scott, but we'll have a tape of this. We'll, obviously, this will be on my Twitch stream, so you can go back and watch it for all the people who follow and subscribe to the channel. But this is, this is my neighborhood. This is literally 10 feet from my house when I went out on January 5th and shot this. And I've done it all over the city, but I, I walked out, and this is what 
right in front of my house a couple of days ago, 10 days ago, right? Check here. in with Jim Kenny's Philadelphia here. South Philadelphia. That's disgusting. Look at that. Leaves that are going to be there. All More winter. than leaves. No, but I'm saying the leaves are there from the trees. Mm-hmm. And then people throw trash, and then the leaves get congealed. Happy New Year, baby. And then the trash. Let's see what else we got here. And then all of a sudden, yeah. those leaves freeze. Okay. Look, bags, bag, cans, wow. boxes. Somalia? No. Venezuela? Yeah. Nope. Philadelphia. South Philly, baby. Let's check. See, I mean, that, people think I make this stuff up. Yeah. Would you expect to see that in a nice neighborhood? No. No. I mean, that looks like Somalia. That looks like Venezuela. It looks like a third world country. And I know you said that, you know, one thing you mentioned before, you said, well, maybe, you know, you know, some of the cities are short on funding. I think and I think I speak for me and Scott when I say we don't we don't take that excuse at all, because myself and Scott, again, Scott just put up a tweet, got hundreds of volunteers and we picked up over 150 tons of trash. It didn't really take us much money. Yeah, we spent a lot of money in, you know, Home Depot and things like that. But compared to the budget of a city, it's nothing. So we're really out here to tell those leaders and those people. Start doing your job or we will start doing it for you. And not only that, we will start helping the people realize and understand that they don't have to live like this. And we will help them not have to live like that. That means a lot of different things. And it's always been because my mom, you know, growing up, Italian women, they would get out with the the scrub brush and the cleanser. And they had the the, uh, marble steps. And they would be out there, all the little Italian ladies and Irish ladies in different neighborhoods. Yep. They would open the, the fire hydrant and sweep the streets down and yep. get all the dirt out and the pick it up. Generation. Yeah, the old school people did yep. that. And again, I don't want to blame. I don't want to be like, okay, boomer. You know, I don't want to hear that. Well, you're an old guy. You pick up trash. It doesn't matter what your age is. You pick up trash. Yeah. You don't throw trash in the streets. Absolutely. How the Absolutely. hell do you throw trash anywhere and not think twice about it? And there's yep. signs everywhere. And the one thing that bothers everybody wants more laws. You'll see signs littering, five hundred dollar fine. When was when do you think the last time? Somebody got fined five hundred dollars for throwing litter right in front of a cop. That'd be interesting. They're not to even find paying attention. <laughs> the police have too much important stuff to do. Yeah. They're going to start. They're going to start writing littering tickets to people who throw a cigarette yeah. butt or an open can of soda or a Wawa cup into the streets. No, there's no time for that. There's not enough law enforcement to take care of real crime, let alone littering. And I think littering is a crime. But it's a crime that should not happen. Well, speaking of, we want to give a shout-out to the Philadelphia Police Department who actually sponsored us on the last cleanup, and I'm sure they'll be joining the effort this time around as well. So thank you, guys. No, we love love our police, and we love the people here who are out there every night putting their lives on – on, on the line, yeah. especially nowadays when it's really, really dangerous out there. Police yeah. get called to all these different events, you know, domestic disputes, and you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. So I don't know how anybody wants to be a cop today, but God bless them. I mean, they're out there every night. Are there some bad cops? Of course there are. Absolutely. But there's, there's very few good criminals. Yeah. Let me just say that. Exactly. There, are, there are more good cops than there are more good criminals, I don't unfortunately. Think there's any good criminals. Exactly. <laughs> Even white collar criminals. Well, Scott, exactly. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. We really, really appreciate it. As we, man, get closer, as we get closer to the April date, we will definitely get back together again. Maybe Robin and I will run out there to Horsham and meet you on uh, February 8th. Before, before well, we I have Scott one. go, we have somebody calling in from Baltimore who would like to comment. Um, oh. uh, a lovely woman. I'm sorry. What was your name again, ma'am? Pastor Shannon Wright. Ah, oh, Pastor Shannon. Pastor. How are you? <laughs> I am well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. She's running for uh, Republican mayor of Baltimore right now, so support her. 
Wait a minute, Republican mayor in Baltimore? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, again, yes, I, I'm, I'm independent, and I was a lifelong Democrat going growing up in Philly because everybody was. But you know, the last time we had a Republican mayor in Philadelphia, long time. The year I was born, 1952. And I'm not saying that a Republican wow. will be better, but when you have one party controlling a city exactly. for six six decades, exactly. there's no different Absolutely. voices that are heard. Exactly. Absolutely. We have not had a Republican. The last Republican mayor in Baltimore left office the year I was born in 1967. Yeah, and again, it's not one party's better than the other, but everybody talks about diversity and inclusion. And when you have one party control a city, that's like basically living in a country where there's really... It it certainly defeats the purpose of term limits because it just continues from one person to the next to the next. It does. And think about it this way. When you have a conversation with you, yourself, and you and there are no other voices, huh. at a certain point, that conversation starts to not go right. You, yep. you, you have to have other voices and other thoughts to be able to find solutions to the problems that actually make sense. And you know the thing about Philly, because, again, I'm not a Republican. I've never been a Republican. I'm an independent thinker, so I don't vote party. But in mm-hmm. this city, the Republicans don't even try to put up a candidate anymore. They don't even try. I don't even think there's a Republican office in this city. They're just afraid because they know they got no shot, you know, because the machine's behind them and all the the corporate money and all the unions are behind them, and the unions are getting their backs turned on them. The same people who support Mm -hmm. these politicians are the ones who are sitting here complaining about trash on their streets. Well, we want to help inspire change and change that dynamic um, as well because we all know that that's not real democracy. Exactly. It really isn't just to have one party. And, and to be honest with you, even having two parties is not real democracy. I we agree. Need, I think that everybody should run voices. as individuals. Absolutely. And we you abolish the parties and you say the best candidate wins. Absolutely. And then you don't worry about it. That's not going to happen. Be, no. <laughs> it would and be I kind of say, awesome. And I, I, I wanted to call in today because I really wanted to thank Scott and, and Darren for all of the work that you're doing. I don't think you guys are aware or understand how many folks you have inspired and motivated and encouraged not to give up on their own communities just by what you all have been doing. So I wanted to take a minute to call in to say thank you to you guys, you guys both for that. Oh, we love you. And just so you guys know, Pastor Shannon Wright is actually planting, harvesting some of our seeds right now because we will be planting a city garden during the Philadelphia cleanup too. So she's going to be a big part of that. And they've developed a, uh, a, a program out there where we can actually grow the garden upwards in uh, different ways that's uh, self-sustaining. So we really appreciate you and thank you. And it, 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 it's so it's so funny how things come full circle because Pastor Shannon, I actually met her. What was it? Maybe seven, eight years ago before any of this started. And myself and my partner and fiance, Sodia, uh, actually got together with her and fed the homeless on um, Thanksgiving. We fed over 600 people that day. We partnered with her. Um, we partnered with a couple of organizations. And uh, just to have her kind of pop back in our lives like this, doing more good work. You know, she's an amazing woman and you guys really should all support her. She's very smart and just an amazing woman. Well, if I lived, if I was just in Baltimore the other day. And I, I, if I were in Baltimore, I would vote for you because you have the kind of passion and the excitement that we need to make our cities better. You know, I just want folks to pay attention to my race in Baltimore, not for me, but to take that encouragement back to their own cities and not yep. to give up. Yep. We got your back. Well, Pastor, we thank I you for calling that. in. These guys have been saying wonderful things. I've seen you on a lot of the uh, interviews and the videos from the Baltimore cleanups. 
we thank you so, so much. And I know Scott's got to leave, and, and Scott thanks you as well. Scott, do you want to say goodbye to the pastor? Of course. No, thank you, Pastor. And her husband and she have been to several of the cleanups, and uh, her husband, also a pastor, even painted me a beautiful uh, Baltimore mural that I have hanging in my room. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, Tony. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of you on April 4th in Philadelphia for our cleanup. Beautiful. Scott, thank get you. some rest because we need you, brother. Yeah. Up the oh, dosage now. Don't don't overdo the drugs, ready. but antibiotics, make sure you take them when you're supposed to. And just remember, our goal for Philadelphia too, guys, we've already picked up collectively over 150 tons, but our goal for Philadelphia too on April 4th is to pick up 100 tons of trash in one wow. day. One that is our 100 goal. tons? 100 tons in one day. We've because done Robin and I were talking. She says, they picked up a ton. I said, no, Robin, they didn't pick up a ton. A yep. ton is nothing. Well, we did 22 <laughs> tons in Philadelphia last time. Scott's picked up over 30 tons in different cities. So this one day, we want to get hundreds of volunteers and literally descend on the city and pick up 100 tons. And that's how we're going to be the change we want to see and really you know, kind of stick it to these people and show them it could be done. You don't need these multi-million dollar budgets to do it. Just mm. get off your seats and actually have a good heart and want to do good. And you can do good. Beautiful. Now, how many tons has Rosanna yeah. picked up, though? How many tons? I think she did, like, uh, one trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much again. for. We all are wishing you uh, getting better soon, and we will definitely yes, be seeing you on April 4th. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Scotty, you. Travel safe, Scott Presser. You can follow him on Twitter. He's got, what, like 500,000 followers Something now? Something like that. That guy's a celebrity. Oh, Superstar. he is. He is. Superstar Scott, and he's the most humble celebrity I've ever met in my life, I'll be honest. And the you. most important thing, other than obviously all of his great benevolence, yeah. is the beautiful hair. That's the capper. <laughs> when you're out there working, when people see somebody with beautiful hair like that out there picking up trash and yeah. dirt, they're like, that guy's got beautiful hair. He shouldn't be out here doing this, right? He's, he's, Am I he's, right? He's something special, man. He really is special. And again, I just, that day, I, I literally just seen what he did in Baltimore, and I was just so moved by it that I DM'd him, like, bro, how do I get involved? How do I, how, what can I do? And he said, call me that night. I called him that night, and about three weeks later, we did Newark cleanup. A month after that, we did Philly cleanup, and it's been just going forward ever I since. I think we were brought to attention uh, when he did the Los Angeles cleanup. Yes, that and, was big. And um, it was a big deal because of big. the uh, diseases that are there and a lot of the needles and all that, That w the location that he was picking it up, which is not yep. always the case. Right, because, yep. you know, this, like, for example, Philly's got a needle uh, cleanup situation. Not a clean, but they give out needles to drug users. And they're trying to build a safe injection site yep. and those kinds of things, which we don't deal with. But it's the stuff on the streets. It's the stuff that kids can step on, that innocent people can step on, you know, which could be life-threatening. Yes, sir. Not just, oh, I got pricked in my knee, my, my toe, wearing flip-flops yes, by, by a needle. You don't know what's in those needles. Yes, sir. And that's the biggest concern is public health. It's not just, oh, there's, a, there's an empty bottle of, of Budweiser in the street. No, there's needles, there's feces, there's yes, other things. Exactly. Luckily, Philly has, does not have that. That issue to the to the levels that we've seen in San Francisco, where people yeah. are the human waste on the yeah. streets, that doesn't seem thankfully right now to be a problem. Can in I let city. you guys know? Also, I just want to let everybody know for the Philadelphia cleanup specifically, we have two sites: one where you can go and become a volunteer, and one where you can go and donate to us for um, supplies and different things. Like Scott was talking about, we're going to need hazmat suits, uh, masks, everything. So to volunteer, you are going to go to Bitly forward slash volunteer philly cleanup two 
And to donate for supplies, you are going to go to bit.ly forward slash fun Philly cleanup two. So and what was the first one again? Uh, the volunteer site is bit.ly slash. Wait, B-I-T. Yep, it's B-I-T dot L-Y. B-I-T dot L-Y. Slash volunteer Philly cleanup two. And well, the other one is uh, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash fund, F-U-N-D, Philly Cleanup oh, 2. Beautiful. Um, I have a gentleman on the line uh, named Rod. He would like to talk about growing up in Kensington. Oh, I've heard about that. We were going to actually go there. Um, we were, yeah, we talked to that gentleman. And, uh, we oh, who do we have on the there. line? Hello. Hey, Tony. It's Rod from, from uh, Kensington. Hey, Rod. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, you know, I was... Uh, you know, I found about about Scott Pressler through Twitter uh, when he started his project, and uh, that was very inspiring. I don't uh, I don't live in Philly full time anymore. I live in uh, Virginia, over in the Richmond area, mm-hmm. but uh, I still go back home a lot. And you know, I uh, my family's there. But I still have people there, and Kensington's worse than it's ever been. Uh, I've been living there since the early '90s, and it's um, it was never perfect. Obviously, no nobody nowhere nowhere is perfect, but it's gotten gradually worse and worse and worse in present day it's it's abysmal i mean you can literally walk on allegheny Ave from the allegheny stop on the l and you'll see you'll see people doing drugs open openly leaving a needle there yeah pretty much you see them use the bathroom on the street uh it's just it's pretty much san francisco in a microcosm right there on allegheny and kensington and and you know but the good thing rod though is you know because obviously there's a lot of neighborhoods in that area like Fishtown used to be really a bad, dirty area. That is being gentrified now. It's you look at Fishtown, you look at all those areas, Northern Liberties. They're all bustling neighborhoods now. But what happens when those bustling neighborhoods build? The poor people who can't afford to live there anymore have to find some place else to live. And so Kensington is getting better. There are still there are areas of Kensington where they're building it up and they're cleaning it up. But unfortunately, there's still a couple of neighborhoods like Kensington and Allegheny, which is a notorious yeah. intersection for drug abuse and prostitution. Isn't Kensington where they want to open up the clinic with free needles? And I don't stuff? know exactly where, uh, where yes, they want it. It is. It That's is in that area. Is. So, yes, that is. It's insane. The and, and, for, and the citizens that live there do not want exactly. it. Well, and you look at them. look at San Francisco. We already know it's been proven. It does not work. It's made it worse. Well, you guys actually just made a really good point, and I think. This is like a little bit of that class warfare because I almost think sometimes they use the filth in some of these cities as an excuse to come in there and gentrify them, to be honest with you, and, you know, move these people out. So I think that's why it makes it even more important what we're doing because we want to show these guys that your neighborhood can be beautiful without having to move other people in here, without having to gentrify the neighborhood. We can make it beautiful now and we can get it back to where it was. So this is just super important, man. I'm just I'm just honored to be a part of it all. Well, we really appreciate you guys. Rod, thank you so much, man. You know, we, again, we're not, we're not solving, we're not curing cancer. We're not fixing the gun problems. We're not stopping corruption, house break-ins, or any of the other things that we have no control over. We're just trying to do things that we can, and I, I did it 20 years ago. And do you have some of the pictures, Robin, when I had hair and I was thin? And, <laughs> and that doesn't mean we won't is... expose it. No, exactly. <laughs> but those are the things you can do as a, as a community. You know, Absolutely. I mean, people do. We have some uh, organization. We we do it we once a year started. on this street. Actually, once a year they post post bills. Not that the pictures of the broom brigade. Oh, there they go. Look at that beautiful hair I have. <laughs> Look at the. Be- I had the bullhorn out there. That beard, man. I'm trying to get there. Had the full beard, nice and clean. It was. I'm trying to get there. It wasn't dyed or anything. It was just. Uh, Robin's going to put the slides up there. I just found these recently. 
That's awesome. And this is 1989. So again, I'm not I'm That's not looking awesome. for slaps on the back or this is called you have some power, you're on the radio, you're on TV, people need help. They call in and they say, "Hey, you know, our schoolyard here, our rec center." Yep. And this is back in the 80s. It's nasty. You know, this there's glass. Like a passing of the guard, man. Exactly. I love it. So, you know, we 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 got dumpsters, we got power washers, we went out there, we wow. got volunteers. And this was up in northeast Philadelphia, one of the particular playgrounds. And we fixed the basketball nets. Wow. And, you know, it didn't cost a lot of money. People donated the power washers. And I was pretty good with the power washer. Well, you know, the you other know, thing. I can handle that. I think Listen, it, I'm good with the blower. That's what they know me for, is, Joe. Though, I think that <laughs> the, it's intimidating when somebody f- looks at, at it's, it's, it's kind of like when you're a kid and your room is a complete and total mess mm-hmm. and your mom keeps telling you to clean it and clean it and clean it and you're looking at it and you're like, oh my God, this is going to take me forever. Yeah. And you just never do it. And it yeah. gets worse and it gets worse. And then mom That's how you become hoarder. That's why they, they shouldn't put these hoarders TV shows on. It encourages other people to just absolutely no. but see, hoard stuff and put it all in their room. But then, <laughs> then mom says, comes it's in true. and says, honey, why don't I help you? I'll, we'll do it together. And then as soon as you have help, it goes it doesn't seem like that big of a task. And I think that that's yep. what this yep. this Philly, you know, cleanup is going to do. It's it's bringing people together and it's like you suddenly that big huge task that you think this is never going to get done. It doesn't seem so bad. No, not when you're picking up, you know, 10, 15, 20 tons in one day. Exactly. It gets cleaned up pretty quickly. Maybe I should put a fake beard on and a hat again and get the. I still. Listen, make, I think you should. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Come on, Robin, make it happen. Make it happen. We're taking it back to '89, baby. That's right. We're going old school. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's you know, we love the it. '80s, man. You know, BH1 <laughs> has that show. We love the '80s, and they play all the great '80s songs. Absolutely. Those were good times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't boy. From what we, I hear, how old were you? From what I hear, now you're how old are you now? I hate I that four. You. you were four in eighty eighty nine. I was four in. How old were you, Robin, in nineteen eighty nine? Uh eighty nine. I was. I was. I graduated high school, so I was like nineteen. Uh, so you were legal then, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Rosanna, were you legal in nineteen eighty nine? She says no. <laughs> Now, Just one of the things that you well, What's the talking, age of consent in uh, 1989? <laughs> yeah, right, in 1989. Darius, one of the things that I wanted to ask, because you brought it up, yes. you're like, we need to educate, because the older generation still appreciates it, but there's something that was lost. Yes, ma'am. And how do you, because I think that one of the things that was lost is, I mean, it's, it's compounded. There's lots of different issues. But one of the things that I see in the younger generation, mm-hmm. more so than older generation, is them saying, well, this is not my problem, mm-hmm. or um, I'm too good for this. Like, the, like no, somebody sort of, else will pick it up. Well, but That's there's also this attitude of, you're asking me to clean up trash. Yeah, Ugh, I'm not going to do that. Like there's there's uh, well that's where? why we say uh, one of the things we want to inspire is pride, right? Mm-hmm. This is a movement of love, and we want to inspire pride. And I think uh, pride was lost in a lot of generations. Like our the generations before us, that older generation, they did a lot of fighting to to gain us the mm-hmm. rights that we have to be able to do a lot of the things we do, and they took a lot of pride in that. And at a certain point, whether it was during the crack era or different things like that, it became more about being cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Being cool. That's when the drug dealers started popping up. And obviously from there, the neighborhood started uh, going down exponentially. And, you know, people just lost that pride. And when we were out there in Philadelphia and I saw those kids, they really, really inspired me because you could tell by the way that they were acting that this is something that they'll latch onto. This is something they want to see. 
You know, this is they don't those kids out there nowadays, they don't want to live in filth. No, they understand because when they go to on a class field trip or they go to a friend's house in another neighborhood, they see that other people don't live that way. So they come back to their neighborhoods asking themselves, why do we have to live this way? So when we were out there to see the pride that it inspired in their eyes, that was really what was most touching. And that's why we said, you know what, we're not only going to bring those kids out again, but we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to bring their grandmother out next time or we're going to build them that city garden because she already has a garden next to her house. We're going to make it the biggest, beautiful, most beautiful city garden they've ever seen. And we're just going to keep keep in touch with these people and keep inspiring pride and let them know that they're not on their own and anything they need. And that's why I said to you before, we're not we're not afraid to expose it. And I think I said this to you guys on the phone. Our generation, people like me and Scott, you got to understand, we didn't really, those older people that paved the way for us, we take a lot of pride and stock in that, right? So we don't have fear in our heart. You know, I, I've heard some people say, well, you should, you know, the government's going to come down and do this. I've even heard stories, whether it's in Baltimore or Philadelphia, where the actual government have actually come down on people. And in some cases, gotten a little bit violent um, in certain things over certain situations that people are trying to better their communities. We don't care. We really don't care. We were born free. We're going to stay free. We'll expose what we need to expose. And these politicians and these representatives out there, you better start doing your job because you got people coming up in the next generation that don't really care who you are. And we'll make sure we expose what's going on and we'll do better and be better. I promise you that. Beautiful, man. You're making me get emotional now. Robin, can you bring the facade up? I want to play this song as we get ready to wrap it up. No, I don't want to play Philadelphia Freedom again. Where did I have it here? Wait a minute. I got to find it. Gotta hate Spotify. <laughs> I just had it here. Now I can't find it. Here it is. Okay, here we go. We are the. No, 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 no. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you ready, Robin? Yes. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's. Everybody's got to sing along now. Well, I, went, oh, I did. I've that. never heard this one. Muscle and blood. Yeah, you know this song. Skin and bones. A mind that's weak. And a back that's strong You load 16 tons What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me Cause I can't go I, I sold my soul to the company, company. Well, I, I owe my soul But I sold it earlier And then I tried to get it back <laughs> yeah, And then it was back. gone And there was nothing I could do to <laughs> well, get it back Well, we are going to be picking uh, up More than 16 tons Yeah, that's see, for sure. Robin Absolutely. thought a ton 16 tons is nothing, right? Goal is 100. 100 tons on April 4th, man. 100 tons. Now, how many volunteers was that? Uh, 50 volunteers. That was 50. So if we get 100 volunteers. Yep. That, well, we, we picked up 22 with 50. So we get 100. That's 44. Okay. So really, our goal is to get over 200 volunteers on this yes. day. Yes. We'll have 200 volunteers. Yeah. We and need what, to if I have to go door to door and start pulling people out. That'd be awesome, man. Throwing them in the back of my car. That'd be incredible. No, they'll come out. They, 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 the people are great in this town. Whenever you ask Absolutely. for stuff, and people are people are good inside. Most people, people don't look to do evil things. They look to do good things. Yeah. It's like me. I don't go on Twitter looking for nasty, mean things. I go on there looking for, I post animal videos. Cats and dogs. Yeah. I want to I enjoy life. Life to enjoy. Absolutely. Not to sit around and cry every day and moan and groan. And just so you guys know, not to get too political, another problem that we address with this is, you know, there's a lot of division in our country um, right now. And you'll, one thing you'll notice, whether it was us in Newark, um, us in Philadelphia, it was white and black, liberal Democrat, Republican, conservative, all coming together. There was no issues. There were no problems. Literally in the middle of the hood, 
cleaning up trash and just showing everybody love. So we want to break down these barriers. We want to break down this division because at the end of the day, the problems you see a lot of these politicians having, we don't have on the, the normal everyday level. You know, I'm around white, black, Republican, Democrat every day. I got friends that are white, black, Republican or Democrat, and we don't have the problems that you see perpetuated on TV and things. So we want to make sure that we bring the people to the people and they can see firsthand that that hate really does not exist. And a lot of this stuff is just negative narratives being pushed out there for people's own agendas. But we're going to break down those barriers and we're going to come to you guys, come to the people and show you that it's all love. We all love each other and we're all Americans at the end of the day. And that's why my slogan is not black, not white, American. Exactly. Well said. I mean, I couldn't say it better than that. And everybody who hears this and says it, we all know, you know, that there aren't white supremacists walking down our streets. I haven't seen one. There's not. I I get called (laughs) a white supremacist on Twitter all the time. I said, I don't even own a white jacket, let alone a hood. It's So this whole thing about there are people out there trying to hurt everybody. They're not. People are trying to do good things every day. People care about their cities, their families. You know, how we live every day. They want, they want safe streets. They want, straight, they want to get on a subway and not have to worry about stuff. We can't fix all that, but the mindset has to change in this well, The country. media has to stop perpetuating yes. it. And when you see these yes. things, like you talked about, about these white supremacists, notice one thing. A lot of times when you see these things on TV, there's like five to ten white supremacists there. But if you look on the other side of the road, there's hundreds of, violent, <laughs> hundreds yep. of people you know, protesting against them. So we get it. There's stupid people out there. There's racist people out there. And all the ethnicities, to be honest with you, I know some racist white, white people, black people, Spanish people. But at the end of the day, there's a lot more love out there, guys. There really Absolutely. is. So we stop so being so scared. so much more in common with each other than than media gives us credit for and there's a lot more people taking care of and wanting to hold out their hand and and find common ground and the media makes it sound like we all hate each other we don't and we don't but a lot of it is driven by the you know the thirst for power by political parties i mean there's no doubt about that and i see marches every week and listen i have no problem with people protesting they can go out and protest all they want but the thing about the protests that i've seen over the last couple of years what do they accomplish a lot of people buy signs have signs made for them buy hats you know whatever whatever the cause is they go out there they march and then they go home and nothing changes Mm -hmm. so instead of going out and buying a hat or going out and buying getting professional signs made to go out and protest whatever you want to protest how about taking that energy and doing it one day and going out That'd and helping great. clean up a That'd neighborhood? They had a million-man mar- uh, protest, right, when Trump got in. Well, how about we take those million people and just descend on all these cities and clean mm-hmm. them up? We could actually clean up the whole country in one day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> one That's day. point. There's, more, there's <laughs> protest marches every single week in every city. It's and time. I have no problem with that. But all these marches accomplish nothing. You just yeah. feel good about yourself, and then you go home, and the streets are still dirty. Well, it also creates more division because at those marches, they're not, you know, again, delivering a message like we're delivering here where there's not that much division. There's not that much hate. They're actually kind of perpetuating the hate a little bit by, you know, just kind of cornering themselves off and on one issue or one subject and kind of separating themselves from other people. We don't want separation anymore, guys. We really don't. And again, we don't live our everyday lives like that. So let's take that energy and turn it into projects like this where we're cleaning up our neighborhoods or we're helping the homeless or we're feeding the homeless mm-hmm. because we want to elevate our thinking now. This is America. We do know we're free. Again, I know I'm free. I, I, I know there's nothing I can't do 
I can't say. It's just that's just the way it is, man. We live in the freest country in the world. Even these people that are, whether it's the president or different people, going on and saying all this negative stuff. Like you said earlier in the program, nobody's coming after you. Go to China and try that. Go mm-hmm. to Russia and try that. Go to Venezuela and try something like that. It's not the same outcome. So you guys have to take the stick out your butt. Right. Get over your feelings. I get it. Everybody's in their feelings right now. And let's just come back together and help each other and just continue being the change we want to see. Ladies and gentlemen, do I have my machine back here? Yes, I do. I have to. Got something for us? I have to close this out now. My machine wasn't working earlier today, but I got to put my hands together and I want everybody. I don't want you to open your windows and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Like in the movie Network. You remember that scene? (laughs) You don't remember the movie Network? It's a, one of the great scenes of all time. It's not a social network. No, not the no, social no, no. network. This is, <laughs> this, old movie network. this is like a 70s movie. But gotcha, it's a le- gotcha. classic scene. He's an anchor man. He gets upset. And then at the end, because he's hearing all this stuff, and they're pumping it into his ear. Gotcha. And then he says, that's it. He says, I want everybody. I want everybody. Can you find that real quick, Robin? It's one of the greatest movie scenes in history. Sounds like it. And a lot of people should watch this movie. If you get a chance, rent it. If you can get it, and you can rent anything these days. It's called Network, and Albert Finney, who's no longer with us, played this TV anchor guy who gets really, really angry at the end, and he does this unbelievable scene, and you'll have to see it. And then all of a sudden, all the people who are watching at home on their TV sets, and he's all sweaty and all angry, and he gets up and he does this incredible scene, and then everywhere they look around the whole country and people are opening their windows and screaming the same thing. Oh, That's what America, awesome. we need another exactly. I'm as mad exactly. as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore exactly. kind of movie to get yep. America motivated to be happy and yep. healthy and better. Yep. Stop now do we have mad. it, Robin? Yes. we got to play this because this is classy. You know, things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. 
Get up, go to your windows, open them and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go out to? I know it was to Louisville and Atlanta. I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell and say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Who are you talking? Are they yelling in Atlanta, Ted? But first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. They're yelling in Baton Rouge. Get up, get up, get up out of your... Son of a bitch! We struck the mother low! Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out, and keep yelling and yell. I'm as mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. Just get up from your chairs right now. Go to Where the window. Where are you going? I want to see if anybody's yelling. Open it and stick <laughs> your head out and yell and keep yelling. I'm... I'm <laughs> I said Albert Finch. That's Peter Finch, who's also no longer with us. Well, One of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. And as you notice, this was back in the 80s, I believe, when this movie came out. And it still stands true today, right? Yeah, He's mean, talking about people complaining about, well, we don't have an oil crisis anymore, luckily. Yeah. But, you know, crime in the streets and all the depression and everything else. And Russia. Don't and forget Russia. Russia. Don't forget oh. Russia. We never get <laughs> The Russians are coming. But that's one of my favorite scenes of all time. And it is absolutely brilliant. And I, if you haven't seen the movie, you know, because it's an older movie. And, you know, they don't play it on TV enough. But I think that that just pretty much encapsulates what we're talking about. Perfectly. You can be mad as hell, but don't take it anymore. Do something. Exactly. Don't, you know, he said, exactly. you, you want me to tell you to write to your congressman? I don't know what to tell you to write exactly. to your congressman. Exactly. Just be mad and, and don't be mad and go out and riot. Don't go out and break things up. But don't don't settle for the status quo. Exactly. You don't have to. No, we don't have in to. America, man. You can make your own dreams come true. Exactly. You can make your own way. So just like be you and just if you can imagine it, you can do it, man. Literally, that's what I've been doing, especially all my adult life. And I don't plan to stop anytime soon. I promise you. Beautiful. I'm glad I got because I can't believe you guys hadn't seen that movie. No, but not I'm even a temple. They should show We're that at, a temple. I'm sure it's on Netflix. We're gonna that watch should that be now. playing every day on a loudspeaker in every neighborhood. Absolutely, that was powerful. That you guys have the best segues, by the way. Well, thank I love you. It. I love it. <laughs> None of these are planned. This is all stream of consciousness that we That's do what here. Makes it so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I just want to please. I just want to thank also, because um, I know. We're kind of talking not against government organizations, but there are some people out there that do help us. So I Absolutely. do want to thank um, the Philadelphia Clip organization and specifically Mr. Vernon Smith, who when Miss Rosanna uh, reached out to them, they said, we're on board, whatever you guys need. Now, so, what does Clip stand for? Because I hadn't heard of them. Before. Community Living Improvement Program. All right. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. And it, uh, they provide us with all the rakes, all the brooms, 
all the trash bags. They also set up for them to come pick up all the trash within the next uh, over the next couple of days. So they were really instrumental. And this time they've already agreed to do the same thing. Obviously, we're going to be needing more supplies this time, but they'll be providing everything. So I really, really want to thank them. And we'll actually be sitting down with them soon because I think we want to do an interview with the president over there as well. So thank you guys at Clip and especially thank um, Bright Hope Baptist Church, who's run by Reverend Dr. Darren McKenney, who's a senior pastor and his wife, Billy Joe McKenney, as well as Brenda Willingham, who's the president of the President's Council, who was instrumental. And they literally took us downstairs um, to their downstairs. The church is huge and set us up with two full rooms where all the volunteers are able to come in, register, bring food, whatever the case is. So you guys have been instrumental and we really appreciate you guys and we look forward to seeing you on April 4th. And this is uh, just as a reminder, you, you brought that up. Um there's all these different ways to help out on April 4th. Yes. If you are unable physically to be out there on the streets yep. helping pick up, there are other ways to volunteer, whether it's donations yep. or being at the church, probably helping handing out food and water and all that stuff. Exactly. So I mean, donations are definitely important to us, especially this time around, since we hopefully plan to have hundreds of volunteers. So just making sure we get all the supplies, because as Scott said, I think it is really important because we didn't have this last time. We will be masking up hazmat suits face masks because we don't want we do we do care about people's health and we don't want you to get sick like we've already seen um somebody like scott do and even rosanna just got over um a sickness recently and i remember when i was out in baltimore with scott a couple weeks ago the more we started cleaning the more smells you started smelling and we just started asking each other what is that so we don't want people ingesting well, those things and, and here's the sick. sad thing People are living in exactly. those situations. Kids are living Kids and are playing, playing in, those in those situations. And so, I mean, it just propagates itself. There's so many different aspects to the need for leave living in a clean environment. And please, for the people living in these neighborhoods, I don't care if you're white, black, whatever it is, and it's not about voting for one person. I don't really care who you vote for, whether it's somebody like a Trump or a Democrat. It really doesn't matter. But... As these elections start to come around, please start asking yourself, who has helped you? What are they doing for you? You know, how long have they been there and how long has these problems persisted? That's the only way we really ultimately will be able to change these things because if you keep voting the same people in that do nothing for you and don't change your conditions, you'll keep getting the same results. So we just want to open up everybody's minds, not only from cleaning up, but politically and just in your everyday life and let you guys know, because I know people in some of these neighborhoods, I know you've kind of lost hope and some of you guys are probably even afraid to kind of go against some of your current leaders and the positions that they're in you don't need to be we'll be there for you we'll help you clean we have people like a tony bruno that these guys have platforms that we can get your messages out there and you know i just want you guys to know that you can take back the power in your own cities and you do not have to keep living this way so please just understand that and reach out to myself and scott you can find me on twitter at mr mayfield usa we'll always uh communicate with you and you can email me at I'm sorry, Mr. Mayfield USA at gmail.com. And uh, we'll have conversations. We'll get people in touch with you. And we'll just provide the support that you need. You know, we can't be everywhere, but I promise you, we'll do our best to help you the best way we can. Awesome. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Put my hands together and your hands together. I want everybody to put their hands together. And thank the great Mr. Mayfield, Darius uh, Mayfield, Mr. Mayfield USA, Rosanna Parsons, doing a lot of great work behind the scenes. Not getting her hands dirty or breaking nails or any of that <laughs> One stuff. One bag at a time. <laughs> no, she's done a lot to help you guys. A thousand percent. Here in the Philadelphia area, up in New Jersey as well. And, of course, Scott Pressler at Absolutely. Scott Pressler. You are the man. ScottPressler.org.
um, yes. and a lot of the information from all the different cities that he's involved in is on scottpressler.org. And see him on Twitter, at The Persistence. At The Follow Persistence. Follow him and his 750,000 followers on there. By the way, is he man. following me? I hope yes, he's he following me. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Absolutely. I need more followers. I'm, st- I'm stuck in that 63,600 uh, realm. See, I'm not. I'm I need to be in the six figures. Oh, oh you're, doing, <laughs> you're doing pretty good, though. You're doing pretty good. Listen, I'm stuck at like, you know, 1,600, so you're doing pretty good, man. No. <laughs> you're going, we're going to get you up there. It's not about followers. It's about the followers who care and want to go out and do the things Absolutely. that help people. Well, I'm actually, just so you guys know, I'm probably, I'm new, kind of new to the whole Twitter thing. Um, you find me more so on Facebook a lot. I know that sounds real old of me to say, but you can find me on Facebook at Darius J. Mayfield. But I'm starting to get my uh, Twitter stuff up there. And, uh, oh, you you're know, so we'll... old school. <laughs> I don't even go. I don't even go on Facebook anymore. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Facebook, you'll see a lot of action from me. I'm always on Facebook. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people still use Facebook. You know, it's, it, there was a time where it looked like it was going away, and oh, people, and then all of a sudden it got a rebirth, and people are still on there well, because you know people can is? contact their friends all over the world. And most people don't actually. There are more people on Facebook than there are on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Twitter yeah. is, a, is, a cess, is a cesspool. And that's why I like to get Twitter in there. It's complicated, get, man. It really is. There's a lot of nonsense <laughs> and a lot of noise on Twitter. I'm old. But I have I'm to old. be on Twitter, and I have to be on Facebook, and I have an Instagram, too. And so you know where Absolutely. to find us. And Absolutely. you find us every day here on Twitch.tv. Robin and I are heading to, to the Super Bowl of Miami for 10 days. So we'll be down that's there awesome. spreading the word, spreading the love, and, and partying and doing all the other good things. Mr. Tony. Miss Robin, you guys are amazing. Thank you guys for having us today. Well, thank we you really for coming down here. Hopefully your car hasn't been towed away. Hopefully Rosanna's Oof. truck hasn't been towed away. <laughs> and if they have, then I will let you know, and then I will get on my Twitter and destroy the Philadelphia Parking Authority, Mayor uh, Jim Kenney, and everybody else in charge. Oh, and, speak, and speaking of cars, you know, one last thing. I know uh, Scott had, you know, done a little uh, Philly thing when he uh, before we did the last Philly cleanup. They had done... Um, a little cleanup in Philly, and it wasn't the best of results. You know, they had some pushback from people, but I'm I'm, I'm really happy to see that we were able to come together and kind of change that um, whole perspective and have nothing but love out there. So we look forward to the 4th of April having even more love out there, and for the citizens of those areas that we'll be at, you know who you are. We're coming to help. We're helpers on the way, man, and we're going to descend on that city and, and make sure you guys, uh, make sure we start to inspire some pride in you guys again, and we appreciate you and love you all. Pride and love pride and love thank you guys thank you so much for coming in you know thank I, you we do one show a day but if there's anything important we that's the one thing about controlling your own content you can go on anytime you want yes, sir people will watch live and then they'll watch it back again and it's in there forever so we have a couple of months to get ready for this big philly absolutely. cleanup number two absolutely and it'll, it's going to be an awesome day i can feel it man. oh it's going to be huge man thank you so much Darius. appreciate you, it guys man. thank you rosanna I hope your truck's still here. It's the voice of Philly, everybody. Thank you. Can I give myself a roaring round of applause right now? Let's give everybody a roaring round of applause. And I want to see everybody. I want to see everybody that is here and available in the neighborhood, even if you have to come in from out of town. If you want to fly in from L.A., from Hawaii, from North Dakota, from South Dakota, from Montana. From sea to shining sea. If you have a ship and you want to pull into the port of Delaware, you want to come into the Delaware River, I'll come and pick you up. And you'll see when you donate, when you go to that site, uh, bit.ly slash uh, volunteer Philly Cleanup 2, there's different time blocks. So there's two-hour intervals. So you can can, uh, donate your time and volunteer in two-hour intervals or the whole day if you want. So it'll all be broken down there. So just visit that site, and you'll see what it's all about. And we'll be promoting it up until the event. 
and the day of the event. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank guys. you all for Thank joining us. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night. night. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America because it's still the greatest country in the universe. Absolutely.